is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone welcome to episode 38 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i am your host tino romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler today's episode john wayne gacy or the killer clown a lot of you may have known his clown persona as patches or pogo i simply know him as john wayne gacy yeah it's nothing on a personal level but uh, since uh, the serial killer topic has been pretty pretty interesting and with the given things that are going on with all the pedophilia rings and all that i might as well go ahead and do this episode oh and by the way pedophilia is not a sexual orientation so everyone who thinks that is it is not Stop saying that. Here we go. So first of all, who is John Wayne Gacy? John Wayne Gacy was born in Chicago on March 17th, 1942. Gacy was close to his two sisters and mother, but endured a difficult relationship with his father, an alcoholic who was physically abusive to his wife and children. You know, like I mentioned in the Richard Ramirez episode, it seems to be a, 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 a what is that called? A, a pattern. You know, when whenever there's a, a messed up, home environment it seems like more and more people can't relate to love and affection so they kind of jump off the deep end and just go completely way way south and not the good texas south i'm talking about just off the rocker deep in south again it, and it's a pattern where where more and more uh, scientists and psychologists and psychiatrists have revealed that that is a major contributing factor is a, a jacked up home life. I mean, if you have a fucked up home life and you really don't see anything but violence and hatred, what are you going to do as you get older? And of course, you you know, you do have the rare small occasion where people kind of escape that pattern and, you know, be completely loving and different from what they were raised. But for majority, you know, that's how sociopaths, serial killers and everything are groomed and and grown i guess i mean that that's probably the best way so let's continue gacy seldom received his father's approval later recollecting that no matter what he achieved he was never quote good enough in his father's eyes his father regularly belittled him calling him dumb and stupid and comparing him unfavorably with his sisters despite this gacy always denied ever hating his father he's a better person than i am i would have fucking hated my dad if he would treat me like shit, you know, I mean, well, it's, it's really hard to say. I mean, now that I'm an adult, it's different from when you're growing up. When you're growing up, that's all you know. Well, that's all you're supposed to know is your parents love and affection. So if you never got it, you would think that the way that they were treating him was, you know, was for a purpose. And so you can't grow up hating him. Well, I mean, at least that's what I would think. I don't know how true that is. But for me personally, fuck all that noise. No, absolutely not. So. One of Gacy's earliest childhood memories was of being beaten with a leather belt at the age of four for accidentally disarranging car engine components his father had assembled. There's no need for that. Beat him with beat a four-year-old with a belt because a four-year-old was curious. How many four-year-olds have you been around or, you know, for the parents themselves? How many four-year-olds just randomly grab stuff that they see their parents working on? It happens all the time. No need to beat the kid. God damn it. Uh, another one is uh, on another occasion, his father struck him across the head with a broomstick, rendering him unconscious. Jesus, why didn't the, why didn't the dad get prosecuted and beat and burdened as well? God damn, he's some crazy ass kid. I mean, uh, father, you know, 
with, with with more and more abuse that I'm starting to read with a lot of these serial killers, which that's one of the main uh, main things that connects and not connects, but all of the serial killers. Well, I shouldn't say all of them because I haven't read all of them, but a vast majority of the serial killers all come from extremely abusive homes and or broken homes. You know, father's not in the picture. Mother's not in the picture. You know, it's just a crappy, crappy home life. And again, it's a breeding ground for for uh, serial killers. It's it's insane, literally insane. You see, uh, when Gacy was six, he stole a toy truck from a neighborhood store. His mom made him walk back to the store, return it, and apologize to the owners. His mother informed his father, who beat Gacy with the belt as punishment. After this incident, Gacy's mother attempted to shield her son from his father's abuse, yet this only resulted in, in accusations that he was a sissy, a mama's boy, and who would, quote, probably grow up queer jesus fuck now again this is back in the early 60s 50s 40s so 40s and 50s that where uh, homosexuality was not by any means even close to being acknowledged accepted that anyone who was who was a, a homosexual was you know the worst person that ever lived on the face of this this earth which is complete and utter fucking ridiculousness but now, you know, it's, it's more accepted. It's not 100% accepted. It should be because, the, you know, LGBT is just trying to live their own lives. You know, to fuck what everybody else says. But, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that I'm not going to get deep into it because, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a touchy subject. But for them, for, for him, the dad to make a comment like that, who gives a shit? But they, well, obviously, we knew the dad had problems as it, as it was. But yeah, damn, that is that's you know that's some that's some extreme, extreme, extreme abuse right there. So let's continue. In 1949, Gacy's father was informed that his son and another boy had been caught sexually fondling a young girl. Gacy's father whipped him with a razor strap as punishment. God damn. So for those of you who don't know, a razor strap is uh, it was back in the olden times, back in the 40s and early, you know, 1900s, even before that. It's been around for a very long time, just put it this way. And what it is, it's a real stiff, thin leather strap where you where you uh, sharpened your straight razor on. You know, the, you have you seen those on TV where you flip open the razor? A lot of barbers use them and they, you know, they slide it up and down on this razor strap. Well, that's what it was. It was meant for sharpening razor blades, and his dad used it to beat the shit out of Gacy. Now, I know that caused a lot of pain and a lot of uh, scars and bruises and marks because that is a super thin, tough, thick piece of... See, it, it's weird because it, it's really thin, but it's still at the same time, it has like this little thick cover on top to keep you know to sharpen up the the blade of the razor so it'll do some damage it is a very painful beating that he received in 1949 god damn so the same year a family friend molested gacy this individual was a contractor who would take gacy for rides in his truck and fondle him see we see that in, as pretty common as well where sexual abuse is a huge part you know sexual abuse physical abuse mental abuse just uh, different kinds of abuse is a key factor for harboring serial killers you, you know i'm not saying that that's the only way serial killers are born and, and made you know there's there's a bunch of different environmental 
uh, as asset, not assets, but there's a lot of things for the, around the environment that can harbor serial killers. However, abuse of any sort, a broken home, are one of the like the key factors in it. According to some uh, psychologists, that serial killers are also born; that they are born sociopaths, and uh, they can they can grow up with being socio, being a sociopath. However, they can. I guess not trained, but be directed to be able to to uh, to better function in society. But you know, if if you're curious on what on the traits of a sociopath, look it up. They're pretty interesting. It's pretty crazy that you might be working around a sociopath. You know, I'm not saying that they're going to kill you. No, I'm not saying that. Don't don't read into this. I'm just telling you. Look it up. It's pretty cool. I sound like Alex Jones now. You don't you don't believe me? Look it up. <laughs> so. uh Gacy never told his father about the incident, afraid his father wouldn't believe him. And that's pretty typical. Uh, when when uh, people are abused, they don't want to tell, especially kids, uh, because the kids, you know, a lot of kids are always, you know, oh, you're a liar, you're this, you're that. But if, if a child, especially your child, comes up to you and tells you, hey, I'm being abused, believe the kid. Do your investigation, be, you know, before you you make your determination if it's the truth or the lie. You should always assume that when a kid comes up to you and tells you that they be, they are being sexually abused, then they are being 100% truthful on that. And if they're not, once you do your, your investigation and you find out what's going on and it comes out, you know, not true, then have a discussion with a child and try, you know, try to make them understand the severity of reporting false claims. But if a big part of the time or a huge part is that they are pretty much telling the truth. I would say like a majority, like a 98%, 99% of the time a child reports that they're being sexually abused. They are really being sexually abused. So believe them, find out who's abusing them and beat the fuck out of them. Cause I mean, what else are you going to do? You're going to send them to the cops so they can be re-released. Fuck that. Beat the shit out of them. No, I'm not promoting violence. I'm not telling people to gather a pedophile militia no i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that if you have the ability and no i'm gonna stop there because <laughs> no matter how i word it it still sounds like i am encouraging people to go hunt and beat the shit out of pedophiles which i'm not denying but hey i can't do that because that's not right supposedly it's not right but fuck all that so 1962 uh gacy moved to las vegas he found work within the ambulance service before he was transferred to work as an attendant at Palm Mortuary. As an attendant, Gacy slept on a cot behind the embalming room. Gacy later confessed that one evening while alone, he had climbed into the coffin of a deceased teenage male, embracing and caressing the body before experiencing a sense of shock. He moved back to Chicago the very next day. So my, my curious brain wonders if Gacy jumped into a coffin to spoon with a deceased teenager why why didn't he go seek help privately after that it, I mean you would think or I would think or I would hope that I that if you went to go get help about a, an issue that severe that with enough therapy and enough counseling you would be able to curb your cravings and urges you know I'm not I'm not saying that it would completely take it away, but for, you know, that that's disturbing. That's some disturbing information that he jumped into or climbed into a coffin 
with the deceased teenage boy and and pretty much spooned him. I don't know if it was a sense of loneliness or if it was a sense of I don't know of, of temptation, curiosity. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't really go into detail. Gacy didn't really mention much information about that when he confessed it. Apparently, but you would think that with enough counseling, you know, therapy, that it would help prevent future disturbing incidents you know like the like the one that he uh, he did when he was in Vegas wow that's crazy so when did Gacy start killing so in 1967 Gacy lured a 15 year old Donald Voorhees into his home got him drunk and performed oral sex he blackmailed and threatened Voorhees not to tell anyone this abuse lasted for months before Voorhees told his father, who then reported Gacy to the police. Okay, so back up. Number one, why would he be fucking with someone with the last name of Voorhees? We all we all know what happened at Camp Crystal Lake. So why would you want to bring that evil juju to you when the dude's last name is Voorhees? That doesn't make any sense to me. Because what it, you know, it may, it may not be Jason Voorhees' direct son, but it could have been his second cousin or his third kid, third cousin once removed. And if this boy told Jason, yo, check it out, man, this dude is uh, is messing with me and he's he's I don't like, it. you know, he, he's assaulting me. Don't you think that uh, Jason, you know, the big, big cousin's going to come up and handle his business? Wouldn't you think that? Why would you even bring that kind of juju to yourself with the last name of Voorhees? What? Hold on. Wait a minute. When, when did when did the first Friday the 13th get released? It might have <laughs> that movie might have been released um, after this incident. So, all right, let's cancel that. Let, let's 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 erase all what I just said because I I, I need to get my my time uh, stamp right. So, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so, 1967. I don't think the first Friday the 13th wasn't released until the late 70s, maybe early 80s. All right, so never mind. No one knows who Jason Voorhees is yet. <laughs> my bad. So. 1968, one year after the charges were filed, Gacy paid an employee to physically assault Voorhees so he would not show up in court. Voorhees was not persuaded, reported the assault, and testified against him. During, the, during this time, other young teenagers came forward of allegations of abuse. Gacy eventually pleaded guilty to sodomy and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Gacy only served 16 months and was released for good behavior. See, that's the big fucking problem with, uh, with our justice system. I think that with um, people who assault, especially uh, sexual assault people, rapists, pedophiles, I don't think they should have that option of being released on good behavior. I mean, look, at Gacy's a perfect example. Just like thousands upon thousands of cases where uh, pedophiles or rapists have been uh, sentenced to multiple years, 10, 15, 20 years, but then released in not even a quarter of their time served. Like Gacy, he only served, what, 16 months? I think that's what they just said. Let me see. Yeah, he served 16 months of a 10-year prison sentence. Why? Because he was good. He was on good behavior. Apparently, according to reports, let me slow down a bit. According to reports, Gacy was the perfect prisoner. He was very helpful. He did whatever he was told, when he was told, exactly how he was told. He was such a model prisoner that he even became head of some sort of prisoner organization within prison so of course they're gonna look at us like well damn you know he was only here 16 months and he's been rehabilitated to where he's a productive member of prison let's go ahead and let him out even though he sexually assaulted multiple teenage boys i don't think that again i don't i don't know the law 
I'm not claiming to know the law and I'm not trying to re I am trying to rewrite the law, but I personally don't, I personally don't think that sexual abusers should have, or even murderers, not, not even, not even uh, sexual deviants, not even people who've been, who've sexually assaulted people. I think people who have undeniable evidence and have been found guilty of their crime, murder, uh, sexual assault, physical assault, you know, any sort of extremely crazy assault to where they have, where they're giving multiple year sentence, even if it's three years to 10, 20 years, I think they should serve the entirety of their sentencing. I don't think they should be able to get out on good behavior. It's been proven over and over and over again that prison rarely rehabilitates someone with those type of issues and behaviors. And, you know, I'm not saying, is it impossible? No, it is not impossible for prisoners to be rehabilitated, but it is very rare that uh, people who have murdered and assaulted do not repeat the crime again. Do I say that, am I saying that it never happens? Absolutely not. There are several success stories where, you know, ex-murderers have have been successfully rehabilitated and are outstanding members of society. And I applaud them for actually taking the, the initiative and getting the help they need to rehabilitate and reprogram their brain to, to where, where, where they're able to function without the urges or giving into the urges of, of killing. Cause no one knows if the urges actually go away or if you're able to, to uh, keep them at bay. No, no one fully understands exactly that but when you have a serial rapist a serial uh uh you know child molester child uh, a, 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 what is that called predator child predator it is proven that it is a very low very low success rate to where they do not repeat the same offenses so what i'm saying is let them serve out the full fucking term of their sentencing if they get 10 15 years make them serve out the full 10 15 years at least we'll have 10 to 15 years of not having to worry about a, a predator you know, out, out on the loose or out on the streets. Boy, I tell you, I don't know. That's just the grumbler's opinion, but who knows? So 1972, Timothy McCoy, age 16, was visiting Chicago when Gacy picked him up and offered a bed in his home. The two engaged in sex. The next morning while Gacy, well, sorry, while McCoy was making breakfast, McCoy walked into the bedroom with the kitchen knife absentmindedly in his absentmindedly in his hand. Gacy mistook it as an attempt on his life, so he killed McCoy. While he admits it was a mistake, he got the sense of and thrill of killing. Oh, give me a fucking break! You're gonna tell me that you were feared for your life when somebody was making you some breaky and some uh, and some oh uh, juice. Give me the forget the fuck out of here. <sighs> Again, this is this is uh. This is the whole point that I'm ranting about pretty much. It, it isn't some, without help and treatment. It's something that just keeps growing and growing. The urges and temptation just just get worse and worse and worse to where you, you know, a lot of times they give in. And this is a good example. I mean, Gacy what kills a 16 year old boy. I mean, why would you be having sex with a 16 with a 16 year old boy anyway? That doesn't make any sense. 1974, Gacy confessed to the raping and killing of 14 of a 14 to 16 year old boy by strangulation. He did not know his name, but was buried in his backyard. So when I was doing when I was looking up this information and I saw this, I don't know who he who he confessed to. I don't know if he actually confessed to the cops when he was later caught 
or was he under investigation? But apparently in 1974, he confessed to the raping and killing of a 14 to 16 year old boy. He didn't know his name and he didn't know his exact age. That is a fucking predator. Just get rid of him. They should have shot him in the face right then and there. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. It just when I do these, I get so angry and I get so worked up that it it makes the uh, just makes the, the the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and not in a scary way, but like in an angry way. So, 1975, John Bukovich was employed by Gacy. He was handcuffed and strangled to death, and later buried under his garage. Jesus. 1976, Gacy murdered 13 teenage boys. 1977, 10 more young boys were killed by Gacy. Robert Donnelly, 19 years old, was set free after hours of sexual torture. When reported, Gacy claimed they were in a consensual sex slave relationship, which was believed. Oh, wait a minute. I don't know if a lot of people understand what, you know, Dom and, uh, and, uh, what dom and uh, sub means but when you're in a dominant submissive relationship you don't get tortured and beat the fuck out of it i mean there is a level of it i'm not going to get into it and because this is a not an adult only podcast which i am entertaining the thought of starting an adult only podcast but if someone reports it to the cops it doesn't matter if it was a sub uh, uh, uh sub or and dom relationship no one has the right to take it past the comfort level of the dom. If the dom is feeling, I, I meant submissive, not dominant, abused or their their safe word or whatever it is, is being ignored. That is assault. That is, that is, that isn't, that's assault. That is illegal. You are violating them and it is not allowed. So by by the by the guy the kid reporting it to the cops and the cops ignoring it, they obviously don't understand or didn't really fully grasp what it, it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter if you're dating for a week or you've been married for 50 years. If one partner says, "No, I do not like that. Do not do that anymore." and you continue to do it, that is fucking assault. That is illegal and that is against the law and if the person who is being assaulted reports that they should be they should be uh, applauded and the person assaulting them the the uh, the significant other should be prosecuted by the fully with the full extent of the law it doesn't matter if they're in a relationship or not the point is is that illegal is illegal assault is assault it doesn't matter and obviously they they missed the ball on that one oh boy i tell you so 1978 just Jeffrey Rignall, 26 years old, was chloroformed, raped, and left for dead. Rignall survived his attack but could not recall Gacy himself as the attacker. Gacy was not investigated. That year, three more victims that Gacy killed. Wow. It, it blows my mind that these serial killers are able to get away with so many victims and so when i was doing this research apparently john wayne gacy was a real successful person he was the owner or he was the manager of a kfc multiple kfcs he was also a manager of this huge huge uh shoe company i believe it was a shoe company but anyway it was a huge company where he was actually made like vice president or president of the company and he, you know, everybody loved him. Everyone thought he was a great guy, stand-up guy. He was a super dedicated, hardworking employee. But when he was working at the KFC, he also threw parties for his teenage employees and paid more attention to the boys, giving them drinks and flirting with them, trying to push the boundaries. 
And uh, whenever, whenever it was one of the boys would call him out, like, yo, I don't, I don't like that shit. Don't talk to me that way. I don't, that's not right. Gacy would flip it and say, well, good. I was just testing your morale and seeing if you, if you're able to, you know, stand up for yourself pretty much. But all it was, was him trying to push the boundaries and see who would be willing to give in and allow him to sleep with the, with allowing the teenage boy to sleep with. It, it, it's predator. He's a, he was a fucking predator. I don't understand how he wasn't arrested and convicted earlier than, than the times that he was. It just, it's, it's, it's sickening. It really is. It's really sickening. So how did he get caught? Good. This is the best part of the of the whole fucking research that I did. So how did he get caught? So uh, Gacy was seen talking with Robert Priest, his next victim. He was a prime suspect in Prime's disappearance. Gacy denied the allegations, but his alibi did not match up with witnesses. And due to his previous criminal record, police obtained a search warrant for his home. Gacy kept several belongings of the teenagers he killed, including a 1975 class ring that initials matched one of the victims and various driver's license matching the names of multiple victims that or most multiple uh, kids that were missing during that time. Apparently, Gacy wanted some uh, mementos to remember his victims by and just I'm glad that he kept them. So when they did investigate, they were able to catch his, his ass. But at the same time, why why would you hold on to that? There, there's something now. There's something misfiring in the dude's head to where he he felt like it was okay to keep shit like that. And I'm glad that they caught him because fuck that fool, boy, goddamn. So on December 22nd, 1978, Gacy confessed to committing over 20 murders. So he was already captured at this point, and in uh, December 1978, confessed to committing. 20 over 20 murders over 20 poor oh man 20 young boys killed they were all boys none of them were women none of them were girls they were all boys all teenage boys young teenage boys to young uh, adults 20 years 20 years old crazy so the trial let's get into the trial in uh, 1980 gacy tried to convince psychologists he suffered from multiple personality disorder while his lawyers pleaded not guilty to reason of insanity this did not work. However, as he was deemed competent to stand trial, he was fully aware of his actions. As evidence found, he pre-med- premeditated some of his murders. Good. I don't think insanity. I don't think the insanity rule should imply should apply to this motherfucker. At least the justice system got one one thing right, and he premeditated everything. When you go out, when you go out looking for people to fucking kill, or in his case, he would want to sleep with them and then kill them. Yes, it's premeditated. You know, it doesn't matter if it's if it's a you know several days or or a couple of hours. Premeditated is premeditated, and you should be uh, charged to and and prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and made to serve out every day of that sentence, regardless of how long it is. There should be no good behavior, just like I mentioned earlier in the episode. So the jury found Gacy guilty and sentenced to death on 12 counts of murder. Only 12 counts? He just admitted to murdering over 20 people. How? I don't understand that. How is he only being charged for 12 counts of murder when he confessed to murdering over 20 people? I, I need to do more research on that one. I don't know. But here's the best part. Gacy was executed via lethal injection on May 9th, 1994 in Illinois. His last words were, kiss my ass. You know what my words would have been? My last words would have been, get fucked. Not not me being murdered, but the person pulling, uh, injecting Gacy. As soon as Gacy would have said, kiss my ass, I would have laughed at him, laughed at him and said, get fucked. It doesn't matter. We get the last laugh. 
jackass. Gacy trying to sound all tough. Boy, shut your ass up. I'm glad he was executed. I'm and, uh, applauding Illinois for actually going through with with the execution of Gacy. You know, there's a lot of states, and California being one of them, where they usually do not execute their people on death row. You know, mostly because of several years of appealing the the uh, charges and and the verdict. So, you know, that, I don't know, I, like I mentioned in several other episodes, especially for the Richard Ramirez episode, I think it should be a minimum on how many times you can appeal the case. Because at that point, you know you're guilty. Everyone knows you're guilty. At that point, all you're trying to do is buy time and not get executed. Do you think that all the boys that they murdered, that he murdered, they he appealed and, and asked them to not kill him? Do you think Gacy uh, said, hey... You know, after you're done appealing your, you know, uh, appealing, appealing your, your case, I, 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 you know, I won't kill you until after we find out a good conclusion. Absolutely not. No matter how many times the, the, his victims screamed and yelled and pleaded for their lives, Gacy still fucking killed them. So that's why I strongly, firmly believe that appeals by convicted murderers should, should not, I shouldn't say should be ignored, but should be limited, maybe a year, maybe two years max. And if you can't reverse the case within those times when the case is fresh, then it's done. You know, take it, take it on the chin and and get fucked. Bottom line, you shouldn't be able to appeal for 20 years to serve out your sentence and then die peacefully on uh, in, in a prison cell. Absolutely not. If you can't, if you, if you can't re- appeal your case successfully in two years, then you're done, especially if you're on death row, gone. You're you're done later. So also Gacy became <laughs> so the whole point of the of the jolly, I mean the the killer clown. Why I put that in the killer clown thing is that Gacy was actually a, a clown. He performed so okay, so let me read it. Gacy became became aware of a Jolly Joker clown club whose members performed at various events. In 1975, Gacy joined the Jolly Joker Club and created his characters Pogo the Clown and Patches the Clown. He performed for places such as private parties, political functions, and children's hospitals. So during this entire time that he was killing young boys, he was uh, raping and and murdering these, these innocent kids. He was also doing clown work at other children's parties that were probably around the same age. I mean, he went out to children's hospitals. He went out to political events and he was loved. He People loved him as Patches and Pogo the Clown, which again, like I mentioned earlier, he when for his work, no one had anything negative to say other than he was a creep. You know, they, he was kind of a creepy dude. But as far as his, his likability and his work habits, he was a well-liked individual by several people. And so when when he was accused of certain things, it was really difficult for people to understand and believe. So it was easy for him to, you know, create an alibi and have people, yeah, you know, that's that sounds like like John. But no, I mean, you have you have this this serial killer who who targets young boys working as a clown and have and has access to more kids. And the sucky thing was, or is, you know, holy shit, why didn't they run a background check on him? They should, because he was, he was convicted earlier in the years when he was, uh, he convicted for sodomizing that, you know, sexually abusing Voorhees and he was sentenced to 10 years, but served only 16 months. Why didn't the clown club run, run a background check on him to, and where that popped up, then don't fucking hire him that you just, oh my gosh. 
And I, I haven't read anything if he was able to lure lure any of his victims as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. I, what you can say, his clown personality or his, his clown persona. I, I didn't read anywhere that uh, where it said he he murdered victims that he met while while doing his clown gig. And if they if he did, holy shit! Can you imagine how the the club felt after? Well, not it doesn't matter if he murdered them or not, but can you imagine how how the Joker Club felt knowing that they employed a serial raper, a serial killer rapist? Can you? Oh my god, a pedo, oh, a pedophile. Not, you know, on top of that, he was a pedophile and you had, you gave this guy access to children's hospitals and private parties where there was nothing but children around. Fuck's sakes. Don't they run background checks on this shit? I hope they did after, after this, this trial and after this event. So Gacy letter later said that acting as a clown allowed him to regress into childhood. Yeah. I, well, you didn't have a childhood. What do you mean you regress in childhood? Shut up. So the the infamous crawl space, you know, I don't know if any, for those of you who haven't found any information or didn't really know who John Wayne Gacy was until this episode, there was a, a, a few big factors. There was a crawl space that he was a clown and that uh, they, they uncovered uh, several bodies. So uh, Gacy drew a rough diagram of his basement to indicate where the bodies of some of his victims were buried. 26 bodies were unearthed from Gacy's crawl space. Over the next two weeks, two more bodies were later found on other parts of his property. 28 bodies total were buried on his property. He, he buried a bunch of, a bunch of uh, kids in his crawl space. Even when he was asked about the odor from the crawl space, Gacy had an explanation. You know, I found it as odd when we bought the house that a house with a crawl space would need a sump pump. But then I learned the first time it rained that this ground gets wet under there and then the crawl space actually floods up to a foot deep in water and then as it recedes it puts out a musty odor there was always a musty, musty odor in that house that was the explanation gacy gave when the the police first gave him or first uh, initiated the first search warrant they were wondering what the smell was well uh, after gacy denied and and said that hey you know this is the reason why my house stinks they they were able to get a second search warrant to where they finally dug up the fucking ground and, and removed all those bodies. It, it blows my mind that that even though he knew he did it, that he sat there and tried to give an explanation that, it, you know, the house flooded and went, shut the fuck up. My so it's a uh, grumblers, gr grumblers, grumbling thoughts. That still sounds stupid. I, you know, if, and if anyone has a better one, email me and let me know. I you know, like my final thoughts, but. I need something clever. Everything that I come up with just isn't cool enough. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad he was executed. I really am. And it's unfortunate that he was able to evade the law for so long. And what pisses me off the most about this case is that he was convicted of sodomizing that young teenage boy, uh, Voorhees, but he was released after 16 months. That really, really, really bugs me. I, he should have served the entire 10 years and maybe, just maybe, he would have been killed in prison. You know, that, that that would have been my hope. However, he was released after being for being the model prisoner. That's actually written in in the in several in several reports that he was the model prisoner, and so therefore he released on good behavior. If he would have served the full ten years, would he have not committed crimes? Who knows? Is there a possibility that there would have been less victims? Who knows? 
But the point is they would have had 10 years of not having to worry about this jackass out on the streets and preying on, on other young boys. I don't, I don't, I, I just, I just wish that there was a way to, to find and, and get people the help that they need early in life. You know, like for, for people who were severely beat, you know, severely, severely abused, it should be automatic that counseling and, and therapy should be, should be, would be given. But on the flip side of that, it's really difficult to, to know abuse victims without seeing the, the telltale signs or telltale signs. A lot of victims do not report it for fear of being made fun of, being not believed. And one of the biggest things is being the, 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 the situation being blamed on them which I never understood. So if someone was raped, what did you do to deserve it? Get fucked. Get fuck out of here with that. For kids who, who were being abused, I've read reports where, you know, the, this, these are, these are adults. Well, what did you do? What did you think you did to deserve to be abused? Absolutely nothing. What the fuck are you talking about? How can a little kid do something to be abused? No, it's the, it's the stupid ass parents that are doing that shit. You know, and verbal abuse is still abuse. If you if you put down your kid and you cuss them out and demean them and make them feel worthless, that's still abuse and you should be punched in your goddamn throat. All right, deep breath. Well, now that I got that out of my system, I'm, I'm glad John Wayne Gacy got what he deserved. It, it's very unfortunate and it sucks that he committed such horrible, horrible crimes and he had as many victims as he, as he did. And what's worse that he was a fucking clown an entertaining clown at, that had access to other other young boys it's it, man uh, this is one of the few cases where justice was where it was actually served where he was he was executed by on, on death row all states should be 100% death row compliant and just get rid of the people like this shit they, they don't you know they don't have a place and like I mentioned earlier, pedophilia is not a sexual orientation. It is not. So do not normalize it. Do not encourage it. And do not think that because you hear some loons ranting and, and yelling that pedophilia is part of the LGBT. They're not. The pedophile, pedophiles are not a part of the LGBT. They shouldn't even be part of society. It is, you know, I read, I saw this thing on the internet, which uh, made me laugh. It said, when, when dogs attack, children or people when dogs you know it was specifically children when dogs attack and maul children they are put to sleep because they are no longer trustworthy why why aren't we doing this why aren't we doing the same thing for pedophilias and i i i thought i applauded that that uh i guess you can call it a meme or or a picture on the on the net but I applaud it. Why, why, why couldn't it be the same? I mean, we put dogs down for attacking kill children. Why aren't we putting down pedophiles for attacking children? I don't understand it. But that's not for me to understand. That's for the law. And hopefully one day we can get some justice and, and this f crazy ass rule where people can appeal and get released on good behavior for horrible, horrible crimes goes away one day. That's, that's all we can hope. But so my the new release dates for the show will probably be on Sundays. I just got my my new schedule and I believe I have Sundays off as far as I know right now that's my schedule. So 
Next week's episode will probably be released on Wednesday. Uh, This Wednesday, I will be doing one of those crazy urban legend games. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Merchandise is still in the works. I'm still working out the details and the kinks so I can get something out to to all of you Grumbler listeners. So hopefully everyone supports that and and gets at least a sticker or a a coffee cup, something, something to represent the the Grumbler. You know what I mean? Again, Please, please share the show. I appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you very, very much from the bottom of my heart, from all over around the world. Thank you very, very much. Continue to share this with your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, uh, people that you don't know at the coffee shop. When you're sitting there at the coffee shop, put on my show really loud, the intro, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast, and you know I would appreciate that. If you have an iOS device, please go rate and leave me a comment on my show. It helps. It helps the numbers. And plus, it's cool to see people uh, reacting and and, uh, giving me reviews on my show. Until then, I want to thank everyone. If you have any show ideas or any show suggestions that you want me to cover, feel free to email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, Instagram, graveyardgrumblerpodcast, uh, Facebook, you can reach me on there as well. Just search Tino Romero Jr. Or I believe you can search Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Either one, I think you can do any of those. Or you can go to Old Trusty, go to my Podbean website and leave me a message. I will check it out. Or just download the Podbean app. And I I always check Podbean. I like Podbean. But again, thank you very much. Next week's episode will be on Urban Legends, which will be released on Wednesday. Thank you, everyone, from the bottom of my heart. Until then, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. Want to know the truth and and the honesty of it. If they want to be convinced they're brainwashed into what they believe, then fine, then go ahead and kill me. But vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, because you will have executed somebody that didn't commit the crime. This is the end, this is the end, this is the end. Beautiful Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.